Hey Rotary Swing Golfers, Chuck Quinton here. I'm going to talk about, of all things, Charles Barkley's golf swing. And if you've noticed lately, he has changed and tried pretty much everything under the sun with trying to fix this nasty hitch in his swing. And I'm going to show you today how even you, not being a golf instructor, but knowing the rotary swing mechanics, could fix Charles's swing in no time flat, and he could stop chasing all these crazy, crazy different things that he's attempted. So, and we're going to talk about one thing that he actually did that worked. I don't think he actually stuck with it, but I'm going to talk about that at the end because it's going to help you understand why some of the things work in the rotary swing uh, because he went to an extreme example of it, <clears throat> but we'll talk about that at the end. So first, let's talk about Charles's uh, normal move, and I'm just going to play this here for a second because I don't think you guys would believe me if you didn't see the whole thing that this is what's actually happening in his swing. I mean, this was, it's its hard to watch. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's painful, but more painful for him because he's the one struggling to get the ball to go anywhere. Oh, man, nasty. I, I can't watch it anymore. So let's go back and step through it. I want to show you very, very simply what's going on, and it all starts with the takeaway. You know, Charles is set up. It's actually not bad at all. He's set up pretty athletic. He's a big boy, of course. You can see, obviously, it's not quite to scale on the right, but I look like a, a, an infant next to him. But uh, as he takes the club back, you'll notice one thing very, very clearly that we talk about all the time on the RotarySwing.com videos is this whole left side pushing motion during the takeaway. And you can see that very clearly how this right arm is already bent and the club's moved quite a ways but his chest hasn't turned hardly at all. All he's doing is taking his powerful arms and shoulders and trying to hit the golf ball with just that. He's not using his core. He's not rotating his trunk, excuse me, his upper trunk, his upper torso. And this is gonna lead to a swing that is forced to be very, very armsy. And he continues that motion with that big left arm push across the chest. And now look how off balance he is. He's so far back on his heel because he's let that right knee straighten, which we never want to let that right knee fully straighten like this in the backswing. It not only does it allow your hips to over-rotate in the backswing, but it also makes it nearly impossible to make a good move with your core, which is the whole key that's missing in Charles's swing, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. It, this makes it virtually impossible to use your core to initiate the downswing like every good ball striker does. So if you're this far off balance, if I came and just tapped him on the shoulder, I'd knock him over forward on his butt or backwards on his butt because his heel is so firmly planted. He's so far back on his heel that he's way, way off balance. Now, as he starts down, I want you to notice a couple things here. And I'll draw your attention to it with a circle. And I want you just to focus on this because this move right here is what separates good golfers from very bad golfers. Watch his right shoulder. Notice how much his right shoulder is moving to initiate the downswing. And see, I didn't even draw that, sh I didn't draw that circle up far enough. It's really, his right shoulder's back here at the top of his backswing. And notice how much it lunges forward. And all this is doing is showing that he's being very right side dominant. He's loaded up that right arm and right shoulder in the backswing by pushing the arms across his chest. And now they feel stretched and loaded because they are. So he wants to use them. Now notice at the same point that his, his belt buckle, his hips, haven't really turned much at all. He's tr he does get his weight back on off his heel here. But 
his upper body has moved this entire mountain. Now let's contrast that with me here on the right. This is uh, 18th hole at Augusta, and I'm trying to hit a little bit of a cut here around the corner, which I did. And then normally that would be the point where I would try to use my upper body a little bit to help delay the release of the club face. And you'll see here, when we contrast that, even when I'm intentionally trying to hit a cut, that you're not going to see this big right shoulder dive. So I'm going to draw a circle. Now my arms are up here a little bit higher than where Mr. Barkley's are. So my right shoulder's covered up, but you get the idea. It's right there. And then as I start down, notice how the right shoulder stays back. Whereas what you'll notice in Charles's swing is that his right shoulder immediately moves this way and down. And so he has no room. He senses that he's so crowded that if he did bring the club down, and of course it's horribly off plane by when you start to use your right arm and right shoulder like this, this is what changes the pitch and attitude of the shaft. Now I've talked about this in my uh, Never Slice Again course, which you can get uh, on rotaryswing.com. But that whole course talks about how the right side is what's causing you to steepen the shaft and make it impossible to not swing over the top and slice. When you swing down steep, the club face doesn't want to rotate at all. And you'll notice here on my swing on the right, the club's coming down on plane, dropping down on plane. And the whole secret to that rests right here. The difference between, oh, I got the wrong tool there, between my swing and Charles's swing is this. And really it's this, my core is what's initiating the downswing. Watch my belt buckle rotate. First thing I'm doing is shifting my weight and turning my belt buckle. That is what shallowed out the, cl the club on the way down. If I went with my right shoulder and right arm from the top, I would be in the exact same position that Charles is in. That the shaft gets steep, that my arms are buried, and now all of a sudden I'm hunched into the ball where if I swung down I would stick the club in the dirt. And that's why Charles has this hitch in his swing. You can see that as he starts down, his head drops a mile, and that's because he's lunging at the ball with the right side of his body. That's a pretty big drop there. Wow, that's impressive. So yeah, there's no way you can swing a driver like this. The club has to shallow out and come down like you see here on the right where the club's coming down because I've used my lower body to bring the club down, and that is the whole difference. If you taught Charles Barkley to use his core to bring the club down, instead of trying to use his right arm and right shoulder like everybody wants to do, he wouldn't struggle with this anymore. Now, I mentioned earlier in the video that he, he's made a change that uh, he stuck with for a while, and it actually completely got rid of this hitch. And it was he actually switched to left-hand low or a cross-handed grip. Now, why would a cross-handed grip get rid of Charles' swing? The cross-handed grip forces you to pull with the left side of the body instead of pushing with the right side. So if you haven't watched my push versus pull video, that will enlighten you to understand why you're struggling with your golf swing. And as all, and you can see in Charles's swing, if you go on YouTube, you'll search for uh, his cross-handed grip. You'll see he got rid of his hitch completely. And then of course he went on to try something else because that's what golfers do. Instead of sticking with something, they just keep trying a bunch of random things. And then that's kind of the nature of the beast. We want you to stop chasing a bunch of random things. Fix your golf swing by fixing the fundamentals, and that's what rotaryswing.com is going to help you do.